This is DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. What's up? So I have the Cajun Ninja with me today, man. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm making it, dude. It's uh, just another day, another dollar. <laughs> uh, that's what they say. <laughs> well, uh, you're uh, officially my first mobile guest. You, you're in there, out there grinding today, so... <laughs> That is correct, man. Uh, yeah, you know, I had all the intentions in the world of, uh, you know, putting the old laptop up. I have my, I have a nice mic, you know, I'm prepared to use for these type of things. Uh, and then this morning I got hit with these different grocery stores that wanted more season. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we've been on the roads all day. I got my whole Dude. family. I got my wife yeah. right here, you know. <laughs> so... That's how that's, we doing it. That, hey, man, a full-time hustle. I love it. Uh, that's one reason why I want to have you on. But um, yeah, man, let's just jump right into it. So a lot of people, um, you have a big following. A lot of people don't know, probably that are on my side, don't know exactly who you are. But um, can we just talk about the beginning? I know you you were into martial arts, then you got into cooking and all that. So can you just give me a breakdown of that? Yeah, so really like this whole page uh, kind of came about because I really love entertainment. You know, I, I lo- I, since I was a kid, I've loved like acting and comedy and just making people laugh and, uh, you know, interacting with my fe- fellow man. Um, you know, so when I decided to make a page back in 2016, I really had no clue what direction I was going in. I knew I enjoyed cooking and, you know, making people laugh, making comedy type stuff, but uh, nothing was really on my radar. So I started out doing kind of like funny little videos. And, uh, and then one day I decided to just cook gumbo and threw it, threw it on that, that, that page. And around that same time, the whole Disney gumbo thing was kind of taken off. It had a life of its own of like someone who made a video using quinoa and, uh, you know, all these different <laughs> herbs and things that people didn't traditionally put in gumbo. Uh, and it, it, it so when i posted mine and what's funny is, is everybody thought maybe i was trying to i was posting it to put the caption take notes disney thing is is like my video went viral instead of generic gumbo that i'm used to making it went viral because there was an opinion from everybody on whether it was right whether it was wrong whether it was good whether it was bad and that blew the comments up and that's what made my page take off and I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep cooking. And here we are. Man, well, I mean, it's crazy that how that happens, though. You just, you know, leverage that attention. But it it is always interesting. Anytime um, I'm big into cooking, I smoke a lot of meat. I like to cook. Um, anytime you get into the gumbo debacle, man, there's always a lot of argument going on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, you know, the crazy thing about Louisiana is like, different variation of every dish we know, you know, and, uh, and I mean, that may be every state, you know, I'm sure everybody's got their own Philly cheesesteak up there up North, you know, but like, and they all be spectacular, you know, so I'll always love that about Louisiana. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's very interesting how that happens. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people want to put the rice, the, you know, or, you know, you got to put the potato salad. That's, that, I feel like that's the biggest argument there. Oh, yeah. I got a buddy of mine, Joe Boudreau. Uh, you know, if you have to see this, shout out Joe. He's been kind of getting popular locally uh, around the town I grew up in because he's been like telling everyone they're wrong for putting potato salad in the gumbo. <laughs> uh, when you create that kind of controversy, you're, you're bound to get some uh, some noise in your comment section. Oh, yeah. Well, um, so how did the uh, so the name Cajun Ninja, what's your background in martial arts? 
So uh, I'm currently a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo. Um, I've always had a huge passion for mixed martial arts, you know, love the sport, watched it since it started. I'm currently taking jujitsu with uh, Next Generation and Thibodeau. Uh, just a little one-stripe white belt, getting my butt kicked over there all the time. But, man, those guys are awesome. Love those guys. Um, you know, I just I have a huge passion for martial arts and what it brings to the mind, the body, the spirit, you know. Martial arts really stands for, you know, humility and respect, um, you know, learning to be, you know, confident, have self-control. You know, I feel like just these are all things you can apply to anything you do in life. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be kicking or punching. You know, anything you do in life, you you have to have patience. You have to be humble. You got to be kind to the people that you interact with. You know, you can't go so hard all in right away, you know, and all the things I've learned from martial arts, I've been able to attribute to the things I do now with, with my cooking. Yeah, man, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I feel like that. Um, I got into the, I got, I was late into the martial art. How long have you been doing it? I started doing Taekwondo when I was eight years old, but okay. like my dad, he was a black belt down here. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, he had me kicking like out the womb, you know? So <laughs> I was, I was doing little, there's old videos of me, like two years old with a Chuck Norris school bag and doing kicks. Like, I don't even know, you know? Uh, so it's just always been a part of my life. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's great. Um, it's always nice to run into someone who's been in the game, you know, and seen it evolve to what it is now, you know, and, and, and I know you're a, you're a huge advocate for MMA and Louisiana MMA. We had Dustin Poirier, you know, Daniel Cormier. I, and I always see you shouting them, them boys out and, you know, man, I, I just love it. You know, I love what it's, what the sport's done. And, and then, you know, the traditional martial arts blending in with, you know, what we, you know, take in today now. Oh yeah, man. I, you know, the thing about to me, to me with Louisiana is I, I feel like it's the Ireland of the uh, United States. Like we love our people here. You know, we, we love our culture. We, we drink beer and sing songs. You know, we are just we are just the island of the United States. So whenever our boys go go out there to war in the, in the ring, we cheer them on. You know, like no, no matter what they've gone through in their life, they represent our state and our culture. And, and, and for that reason, we cheer them on. Heck yeah, man. Well, what is you? Uh, so what you got brewing lately, man? What's what's some of the stuff you got coming up with in the kitchen? Something, anything, you know, anything new you want to talk about? I know you got the new seasoning out, too. Yeah, you know, there's several different recipes that I still would like to kind of jump on with uh, and get done. You know, one people always ask for is crawfish bisque. I have a, a, a seafood uh, stuffed bell pepper that I haven't done. A couple different desserts I'd probably like to dabble with. But uh, my seasoning has kept me very busy, you know, and, and by the grace of the people who follow the page. I mean, obviously, that is what makes this whole thing continue to, to roll here is the people who support this page. I'm always grateful. And that's why I'm always talking to them every day. I'm in the comments. I'm in the messages. You know, if, if I've got the time out of my day to take to respond to the people, I am doing it because they are uh, absolutely uh, keeping this thing going. And I'm very thankful but yeah, paya season, that's my season right here. Um, you know, my wife and I, we both, uh, you know, worked, uh, you know, tirelessly uh, tasting different things. We concocted in the kitchen and uh, came up with one. It took really about two years. What, um, so how does it stack up with the slap your mom and your Tony Saturdays? You know, I don't think you can really compare to those guys yet. You know, like they are on another level, right? Like um, if you're going to go taste wise, like 
that to me is always going to be one's preference. I can never sit and say, oh, it's so much better. Da, da, da. You know, like I, I'm not going to be that guy because at the end of the day, it's going to be up to you to try it and decide whether or not you like it. If you think it's better, if you think it's worse. Um, and, and even then, when you come to your own opinion on it, it still isn't etched in stone. The next person tries it, they're going to say something completely different. Um, for what I can say about it that I love that we did, um, you know, we have we have the, the, the flavor of salt there. Obviously, that's always a, a big, uh, you know, flavor when it comes to the leading brands of the seasonings. But I love the kick that it has as far as the spice and the good hint of garlic in there. Um, I'm, I'm very happy with the balance of all the flavors that are in it. And, uh, you know, I just I'm thankful for the people that try it. Yeah, man, being a native, uh, you know, Louisiana native, I feel like I love the spice. You know, some people don't. And, you know, abroad, I'm sure it's different. But, you know, that that right hint of cayenne, I feel like does it. You know what I mean? Like you got to have that in there. Yeah. Well, you know, like I did a lot of research, you know, and uh, things things that are spicy actually uh, release endorphins in our brain. Um, and it's it's to really like to tone the pain, but the endorphins make us happy. And there's a reason why so many people love hot sauce and hot peppers and all these things that are spicy, because like secretively, without knowing, we're happy when we eat it. You yeah. know, it's it's like a, a natural antidepressant. So, yeah, I definitely wanted that good kick of, of cayenne in there. And, and of course, you know, with a name like Paya, you know, it had to have yeah. a little something, you know. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. So is this something you're doing full time now or is this still a side hustle thing? I feel like it's blown up to where you're so busy, man. Where are you at on that? Yeah. So uh, when the page really kind of started to take off and, and uh, you know, monetization was a thing on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, yeah, I was able to do this full time. It's been a full time job. Uh, the crazy thing is, is like most people don't realize you know, how much of a job it is, you know, when you got the public hitting you on a daily basis. I, I mean, I really don't take a day off from this. You know, my wife will tell you we're on vacation, uh, you know, weekends. If, if there's a free moment, I'm, I'm responding to people. Um, but the seasoning that is becoming a whole nother job where, you know, I have to fit in these these times of distributing my product. Um, and then I have my own dojo down in Homa. So, I, you know, I teach Taekwondo. So I have that committed twice a week where, uh, you know, three hours out of those days, I'm teaching uh, students. So, yeah, my, my plate's pretty full. <laughs> yeah, man. And that, that's something, too. I had no idea. I didn't know. You know, I only knew you from, the, you know, from the cooking and the seasoning. I knew that you were into Taekwondo and you still were active, but I didn't even know you were still, you know, were teaching. So that's that's amazing itself. That's another full time job. And the fact that I mean, you got to be I can see you're passionate about family. I feel like you are one big team. You're always doing it together. Yeah. You know, that's, I want these girls to like, see and remember this, you know, like what it took, you know, um, the effort you have to put in to grow something and to, to make it, make it thrive and be successful, you know? Um, so this is really cool for me to kind of start a family, a family business, you know, uh, with me and my wife kind of leading the way and, and, and then being part of that train, you know? Yeah, man. I think that's, you know, you started it you and you, just like you said earlier, keeping up in the comments, keeping your, your audience engaged and actually caring, you know, because a lot of people may have took that, you know, got on top, you know, got busy, got all the attention and just forget about who made them. You know what I mean? Who was there the whole time to bring them up? Yeah, I, I agree. You know, uh, it was a big deal to me um, before I really even dropped anything. You know, I'd always have people saying, well, you should sell this or you should make your own season or when you're going to make a cookbook, you know? And, um, you know, yeah, I, I would have loved to just throw those things out there. And I understand there are, uh, you know, 
there are paths you can take where you can do that fairly quickly, yeah. but I wanted to do it right. I wanted to make sure I, I put my own tone and everything. I, I, you know, I put my own cre- creativity, you know, the spice. I wanted to be like what I would know and love that I'd use in my own kitchen. I did that with my, my little paella spatula. I, I researched far before I found one that I liked, you know, with the seasoning, we, we tasted many concoctions before we came up with one we liked. Um, and with the cookbook, I, I really want a certain amount of recipes and I want to do it right. I want it to look nice and, uh, you know, be something that you can keep and maybe even hand down. Yeah, dude, that's a that's an amazing point, too, because as you grow, you always get hit up by those companies that want you to rep their stuff or, to you know, to go ahead and take that shortcut and not authenticate it to your brand. So, I mean, that's something else that, that speaks volume is being patient and, and making it right, knowing that this is some sort of legacy for you, not just like a shortcut to you know, getting some attention. Yeah, for sure. You know, that you could literally take on a product almost every day. I mean, yeah. everybody's got a, got a thing that they're trying to push, you know, um, and it, you know, it, I didn't want to be somebody who just cash grabbed, you know, um, I, you know, and yeah, look, I've had some, some sponsored deals that I've taken and for what it's worth, I feel like I've always done something that I would at least use, yeah, you know, um, and and that's that's kind of what I do from now on. Like, if there's somebody who presents something to me, like I really want to research it and know if it was something I would at least use. I mean, I do believe in the art of selling, which is, you know, if you're good enough to sell something, uh, at the end of the day, there's always somebody out there who will find a need for it. But um, as I grew as an influencer, I realized that I just I didn't want to be just a salesman. You know, I wanted to be somebody who was sharing the things that I loved and I was passionate about. Yeah, man. Once you get to that level, it's like you continue to just rep or you you go your own way and going on your own, on your own way means way more to me, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Everyone has their opinion on how they want to do things, but going your own way is something you're behind, you're passionate about. And man, the spatula thing. So tell me, uh, tell me why you chose like what you use. Like, cause I know people are weird about wood versus metal versus plastic. Where are you at on that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, what I went with was bamboo. Okay. You know, and I, I had my uh, my catchphrase "Paya" stamped on there with my little uh, Cajun Ninja logo. Um, and the reason why I went with bamboo is because it's very light in weight. It's a very strong material, um, and it doesn't hold bacteria. You know, so uh, you can actually cook with it with some ground beef or uh, you know your vegetables. Um, it's versatile, um, and this one in particular, I like the curvature of it, and it's also kind of flat on the top. So it's kind of good for making a roux and also getting around the curves of the of the pot or the pan. So, yeah, I was very happy with this little thing right here. Yeah, man, I, I like the unique shape of it. I got to get one of those. I got to try the seasoning, too. Real quick, man, you mentioned a couple words people are not going to know. I know because I'm here. But roux and bisque, can you elaborate on each one of them a little bit? Yeah, so roux, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it's a, a it depends where you're from, right? Because like <laughs> people in other parts of the, of the country, like a roux is butter and, and flour. You know? yeah. But down here, we're, we've known for making roux with oil and flour. Um, and then, you know, where you go with the roux is completely based on the dish you're making. If you want to make in like a biscuits and gravy, you would make a, a, a white roux, you know, which is not much cooking of the flour and oil, um, you know, and, and probably adding some dairy to it to make like the, the white gravy. Now, if you want to make like a gumbo or a stew, you'd make a darker roux, which you'd cook down the flour and oil for a long period of time um, until you got it to a very dark color. And then add in stock from there would would kind of lighten it up a little bit. But ultimately, you'd get that good brown color of a gumbo or that dark gravy of a stew. Um, You know, some people say they can make a roof real fast. Hey, kudos to you. (laughs) I've always found that low and slow 
balances it all out a lot better because to me, at the end of the day, you're cooking little bitty tiny bits of flour. And in order for it to all cook evenly, it has to be low and slow. But hey, you get it dark and you love it fast, go for it. <laughs> um, as far as a bisque, I mean, it's it's really weird for me. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm one to really be the one who defines it because like crawfish bisque is almost... It's like crawfish, these stuffed crawfish heads that have like a, a crawfish stuffing stuffed into them. It's a very popular dish down here. Um, but then I've also seen like a corn and crawfish bisque, which is like a soup. It's like yeah. a creamy soup, you know, usually made with heavy amounts of dairy. I usually make a butter roux for that. Um, you know, so those are my two variations of bisque that I know of. But uh, yeah, don't hold me to any defining, uh, <laughs> you know, words of it, you know? Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it, I mean, that that's a good that's a good definition. I, I feel like for people who have no idea, because people hear those terms and be like, what's that? So tell me this. How did you get into being passionate about cooking? Is this something you grew up doing um, in the kitchen, hanging out with the family or? Yeah. So, like, I think it's more it's always been more about the passion of, of tasting food. Okay. You know, I, I love like food just in general. Um, my mom's a good cook. She would cook, uh, pretty often when we were younger. And, uh, you know, I always loved how it, things just came together, like, a uh, 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 a crawfish etouffee or, you know, smothered pork chops or, you know, something like that. And then my dad, he loved watching food. Like he would watch Emeril Lagasse every night, you know, bam was it, you know, like in our house, there was no <laughs> pie. I was just bam, you know, um, he'd watch that all the time. Food Network was just always on. So I think like subconsciously, these things were just implanted in me, you know, the the, the good taste of food and then like just seeing people cooking often. Um, but I tell you, man, I, I was not growing up with this idea that I was going to be a chef or that I was going to cook for people uh, online. Uh, to be quite honest, like I went through many like trial and errors throughout my 20s. Like uh, my first roux I ever did, I used a plastic spatula and melted it into the pot you know like i i completely screwed up cooking so many times that like when i was finally getting good at it and i was making things that that i thought tasted really good i thought you know what i'm just gonna post these um and who knew that the the the, the gift of sharing is how you really start getting back you know i mean we're told these things but it really holds true if you have like these secrets that you're not trying to let anybody know you could be missing out on a lot yeah, I, dude, I think that's so interesting, too, because there's always people who are like, oh, I'm not going to tell you about this, man. I'll tell you everything. I mean, I'm not no, you know, five star cook or anything. But like if I try something and everyone says it's amazing, why not tell everyone? It's, we're here to share it. This is I feel like cooking and eating, you know, is a sense of celebration, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, and the thing about, you know, food and, and cooking, it often brings people together. Yeah. So like it's, it's always fascinating to me when I hear someone say, oh, that's my secret recipe. And, and I'm like, wow, you, well, you, you, you're missing out on the, the real secret of life, which is, you know, to interact with your fellow man and, and really get to, you know, uh, love and appreciate one another. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. So do you do any barbecuing? Not much, man. You know, I tell you, I wish I did, though, because I, I really respect and appreciate good barbecue. That is an art right there. You know, uh, for people who do it with coals or, uh, you know, wood or pellets or just the, the old gas grill, uh, it is an art to get that just right. man. I, I really love some good barbecue, but I can't say it's something that I've dabbled in much. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a big advocate. Uh, I just recently got into it the past few years, but uh, I feel like it's something somewhat of a, uh, you make it attest to this too, but somewhat of a therapy, you know what I mean? 
when you can slow down and just focus on something. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. Like when I make a roux, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, so aside from being on camera and always cooking in front of the camera, are there any things that, you know, anything that you do that you don't display to people that in the kitchen? Uh, you mean like as far as what happens during the cooking process? Yeah, man, or just or, or things you may cook that you don't share with everyone because it may not line up with, you know, your brand. No, I mean, I'm pretty much an open book, you know, uh, like uh, now if I, there could be things that I might have like, uh, like made before that I was like, oh, this, this thing is not good, you know, yeah. and so I just I just toss it, you know, um, but like, you know, if, if I've got something to share, I put it out there. Um, but if you're seeing like along the lines of something that's just completely different with what my page does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily think I have content, a lot of content on martial arts, but I do share it, you know, like if I've done something, uh, recently, or if there's something that, you know, that I have an opinion on about MMA, I'll share it. Um, I don't necessarily want to get into the mindset of feeling like I have to upload what the people want to see. I want to be in the mindset of uploading what I know and love. Right. Um, and, and that way, the people who always follow and tune in, um, they're going to know that they're, they're following and tuning in because this is what I enjoy. And, and ultimately, they're following and tuning in because they enjoy it, too. Yeah. And uh, so it's like a win win. I think if you get caught in that rat race of constantly trying to upload what you think you're following once you lose out on true happiness. Man, I couldn't agree more. I think that a lot of people do do that. They fall in that ruts where they're making something that, and people start following them for a reason. That's the reason they're there. And then they lose track of that because they're so caught up in what these other people who are coming in, you know, and they think that what they need to do. And then they make an adjustment and then you lose who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I've had people like message when I do post something that's different or, you know, it has nothing to do with cooking. They'll say, I follow this page for cooking, not this. Uh, <laughs> and then they'll, they'll put like, I'm unfollowing. And I'm like, well, you know, it's not an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. You know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, go, go find something else to watch. You know, like there's a, literally a million other channels and things you can watch. If watching something that is not what you wanted to see on my page pop up, annoys you then yes you should go you should watch something else i don't think anybody should stick around when they're measuring you yeah. know so that's that's my theory on it you know like and i'm pretty open about that you know um i i'm there's way too many good comments and good messages for me to keep up with on a daily basis to try and keep a negative person happy yeah you know so, so that's my thoughts on it. i mean yeah i mean i i line with that completely 100 percent. what's your uh favorite dish to cook man you know I, I don't know if i would necessarily have a favorite dish uh but maybe cooking wise i do love making crawfish etouffee because it's it's pretty easy you know it's not a very complicated dish and the flavors are so unique to south louisiana like i've never gone anywhere else and had crawfish etouffee and and, and thought oh that tastes just like south louisiana yeah or even a dish in general that i thought tasted like crawfish etouffee it's just such a unique dish, and I love it so much. It's just so savory. So that that would be one I'd put high on the list. Yeah, man, I think that um, it's hard. To, it's funny because we're only a few hours apart, but it's the the difference of the flavor and the taste of food where you're at, and then by the time it makes it up here, it's just bland. It's not even good anymore, man. <laughs> it's like when people I, I say like I, I they hear a Louisiana, they're like, oh, you from down there? You know you. You Cajun, I'm like, no, I mean, we're, we're really not. You know, you got to go down there a little bit further to get some good food. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, look, I don't knock uh, North Louisiana, man, when it comes to food. I- I've eaten some good food when I- while I was there. You know, I think things are just different and you yeah. kind of get used used to your preferences. Um, I-, I know we were eating gumbo somewheres and uh, uh, the-, the gentleman we were with was like just kind of asking, inquiring uh, what I thought, and, you know, like really wanted our opinion. I said, well, look, for me, and this is just my preference, I like a thinner gumbo. I- for me, I-, I want gumbo to be a little different from stew. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think I even asked a, a, a guy there, I said, well, how do you, what's the difference between y'all stew and your gumbo? And he's like, I didn't know there was a difference. He's like, that's <laughs> definitely, you know, stew to me is kind of a thick gravy, whereas gumbo is almost like a soup like dish. Yeah. But look, people will tell you, if they hear me say that, they'll tell you I'm wrong. You know, they'll say, no, no, gumbo is thick. You know, we are a product of what we have learned and yeah. tried, you know? So I'm always telling people on my page, you do you. And also don't be afraid to try something new. You know, don't let, I don't like these cooking bullies who say, no, that's not how it's done. All right. right. Well, it's just, just not how you do it. You know, yeah. I'm always about like, look, try new things. If you want to throw some ketchup in your ice cream, go for it. <laughs> I don't think it's for me, but Hey, you might discover something in yourself that says, Oh my gosh, these two flavors are amazing. You know? So that's why I'm always like, just in this mindset of like, well, let's, let's do this. Let's see what happens. You know? Nah, that's so that's point. why I don't, I don't, I don't knock North Louisiana. North Louisiana yeah. has, has their own way of doing things. And, and I am, I'm completely thankful for it because I tell people often with the people of North Louisiana, to me, it's a lot like South Louisiana, just a different accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is like, uh, it's, it's just, it's just different. Like whenever I think occasion, I think of South Louisiana, you know, if I'm talking about these dishes, there are things up here we do different. That's good. I'm the type of person when I go on trips, yeah. I build my trip around eating. I love to try new things. I love to try different things. Me too. When I go to those towns, I want to try the little hole in the wall. I don't want to try the big tourist attraction. You know what I mean? Because I know the hole in the wall is going to have the real, you know, the real taste of that area. Yeah, for sure. A lot of times they got grandma cooking in the back, you know, and that's that's what I'm down for too. I want to taste these family recipes, you know, uh, on a pot that's been seasoned for the last 50 years. <laughs> you know, I, I think that is such a unique thing, you know, um, these experiences, these life experiences, I think are, are the true gift of life. You know, um, everybody's trying to accumulate so much more so they can have this stockpile later on in life. But I feel like every little bit that you can taste and try now today is, is really what people should be harnessing on all the time. So I agree. You talk about seasoning and taste. So those are the official taste testers in the back there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You girls like daddy's food? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they do. Uh, it's so funny because we, we stopped off at a little place called Spars today. Um, my wife loves getting their roast beef po' boy. Um, and the way they do it is it's like a, it's like a roast, you know, like uh, what well, obviously roast beef po' boy. But people like think roast beef and they think sliced roast beef. Yeah. But, you know, down here, when we think of roast beef po' boy, we're thinking of like chunks of meat, you know, yeah. with that gravy. And, uh, and so my, my, uh, my little girl, my oldest was like, uh, daddy, you make this? And I was like, yeah, baby, I made this. And she goes, you need to make it again. <laughs> I said, all right, when we get home, I'll make some. Heck um, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's Man. fine. That's, that's, and that's awesome too. I love that y'all are so involved. Like, so do you, of course, I'm sure you test everything out with the family. Do they all have to approve before something rolls out? How does that work? So the funny thing is a lot of the dishes that I did uh, early on, like I just, I just was doing them, you know, um, like I, there were, there were some dishes that I had not even really done before, but people wanted to see them. 
And I was like, well, let me research these dishes. So I researched different ones that were made. Um, I knew I never wanted to plagiarize nobody else's work. So I'd have to kind of come up with my own way of how I would do it. Um, and I know specifically like chicken sauce picon, I was like making, I was like, all right, guys, you're going to want to do this next and do this. And I'd hit the video stop. I turned to my wife and I go, this is going to suck. And I was like, this is not going to be good. And then for whatever reason, by the grace of God, I always kick it up, man. Like the food would cook down and I go, Oh my gosh, this, this really tastes good. You know? So, uh, like, you know, that's always fun to say, man. Cause like, I, like people think that I've had just this, this wild, like journey of, knowledgeable cooking, but a lot of times I got better during the process of filming, you know, as the page was growing and as I was having to, to get, get more content out there, that's how I got better, you know, um, which is really cool to me because like I heard someone say the other day, like you really don't know what you want to do in life until you try it. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, and I thought that was really cool because, you know, people grow up and say, I, you know, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. You know, I want to be a basketball player. But you, you kind of don't know if that's your true passion until you kind of do it. And some of those fields, like you really don't have a choice until you go through all the training and get certified, you know. Um, but for this, you know, I was able to kind of just grow in the process of it um, and discover me and discover my own preferences. And, and the thing I truly learned was not necessarily that I'm good at cooking, but I had a really good palate. You know, I could I could really taste what what needed to be added or, or where it could be enhanced. Um, and that's where I kind of discovered my own talent in this, this, this journey, you know, so I'm really grateful for all the things that have happened and come along the way. And, um, you know, I really, I look forward to where it goes too. Yeah. It's, it's insane how, when you, you embrace the the struggle and the, you know, the trials and the tribulations and, and did this work, this not work and actually caring about what the end result is, what that, you know, does when your actual content going out, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, um, the thing is too, is like your errors is often what leads to your great success. Yep. You know, like it, it's because I made, I got this dish to taste so good because I knew this ingredient made it suck, you know? So, uh, yeah. It, it, and that's, that's for anything, you know, anything you really do in life, man, like, like, uh, there's many people that'll try something, they'll fail at it and they'll go, well, this, this ain't for me. And it's like, man, if you really thought it through, you're, you're just, you're just getting started. Yeah. You know, you've just now collected data. What you realize is what you did the first time doesn't work, you know, at least for you or whatever, or anybody else that you're trying to do it for. But that don't mean the next time will, or the next time will, you know, our, our great success comes from many trial and errors. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, man. I, I started doing this thing and I could build business off the back of it and then become a passion of mine. And it just went boom. You know what I mean? I'm like, Hey, I actually love this. And then I started caring about, it. I'm like, okay, well, if I talk to this person, what do we talk about? What do we do? You know, but I love that we're having real conversation. This isn't a, you know, an interview. Like, I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to just ask you questions, get canned answers and then oh, roll this out. Like, I want to get to know this person. I want everybody to get to know this person because everyone's following you because who you are, you know what I mean? Your character, you're building a relationship with your following. They need to know the real person before they decide, is this something I want to watch? Is this something I want to eat? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. You know, for anyone who is wanting to get into uh, the creative content world, which is kind of a lot of people now, it's becoming yeah. more and more popular. Um, it's almost harder to even break out and make a name for yourself. But if there's any piece of advice I can give is just always stay true to what you are, who you are and what you know and love in life. You know, just share that. I mean, there's going to be some negativity, you know, always that's the case. But if you don't put yourself out there, 
in the way you know and love life, then the people you garner are never going to be real, you know, to, to, to what you're doing. They're going to, they're going to know and love a different person that probably doesn't even truly exist. You're just creating and fabricating that person to make other people happy. But if you stay true to who you are and your thoughts and ideas and what you love, what you're passionate, passionate about, whether, you know, some people love it or some people hate it, the true people who love it are going to always love the real you, you know? Yeah. And, and it's so much easier to be the real you than it is to be a fake version of yourself. Yeah, man. I mean, you get up, you wake up and this is who I am. You know what I mean? This is who you see. This is what you get. I mean, you can't get no more real than that. Authentic and genuine. You know what I mean? And, at the end of the day, we're, I feel like we're striving for that because we're fed so much, you know, whatever it is, you know, fake stuff, you know? So it's like we're striving to see something that's real and genuine. Someone's not having to put a filter on something. I mean, seeing you, you guys riding a car and a family and we're not doing this in front of a green screen or nothing is amazing to me because this is real. This is you hustling. You're out there delivering that payout season. And, you know, y'all are doing it as a family. It's uh, That's something that's, you know, amazing that I feel like I want everyone to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I really appreciate that, man. You know, because like you, you could have been like, nah, nah, let's get home and then be on a mic and you know what have you. But you, you know, you took the interview for what it was, and yeah. you know, and in and, and, and the moment of what's real, and uh, and yeah, they, like there's no faking it, man. Like I'm out there delivering my own stuff, taking pictures, really pictures in front of buildings. I had somebody say that to me one time. Are you like photoshopping yourself in front of these places? <laughs> and I was like, no, I am showing up. So now I've been putting on my stories on some of the places I have. I'm, I've actually had Bella video me, uh, like signing cans, you know, in the I store. Saw that. Dude, I saw that. You just <laughs> randomly went in. That, I thought that was really cool, man. I, that, yeah. that, cause you know, people who are going there to get that stuff, they've seen your stuff. So they got to appreciate that, that little touch. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I don't, I never know what to really think of that. Right. You know, I don't want to be so vain and be like, Oh yeah, now it's worth more, you know, but uh, yeah, I know, but I still, you know, like I, I, I just do it. Cause I know some people like it. Yeah. Uh, I always tell people, look, I can sign. It. I don't know if it'd be worth anything more, but I can sign it. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I love doing those kind of things. It's really cool to me. I love meeting people. A lot of times too, when I meet people in person for the first time, uh, you know, I talk so much that they're, they're eventually like, all right, well, it was nice meeting you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like, I got, I, like, I got stuff to do, bro. You know, because uh, like this is genuinely my passion, like just interacting with people. I, I, I love it. Well, man, a couple more things. I'll let you go. Uh, I know you're on the road. Um, where can everybody get this seasoning? Um, I know you're distributing it local in Louisiana, and I know you saw. I see you come up. You know, halfway up the state. I, can we get it here yet? Is it online? Where where are you out of right now? I'm in Shreveport right now. So you know Tubbs Hardware, right? Yep. Yeah. So Mr. Don, he 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 was so gung ho about the season, and he went and bought a whole pallet. Awesome. You know, uh, so he is stocked over there. Uh, I, although it's been a few months, I don't know. I don't know if he's running out. I doubt he is. I mean, he bought a whole pallet because it was funny. He had got two cases, and then literally that afternoon, like that, it got there. He goes. Jason, I'm going to need you to send me seven more. And then like in two days, <laughs> that was going. And he's like, how much can I get? I said, Mr. Don, if you want, I can mail you a whole pallet from the blender. And he was like, let's do it. So, um, yeah, he's he's stocked up, man. So anybody in Shreveport, Bossier City, uh, the, the, the Tubbs Hardware in Bossier City, they have it. But, uh, yeah, it's just now hitting Max Fresh Market, which is from Alexandria to Monroe. Um, a lot of that side of North Louisiana was hitting me hard. Like, hey, when you getting in here? When you? And, like, the thing is, I wish everybody would know is, like, it's not as easy as just walking up and putting it on shelf with yeah. some of the bigger stores. 
um, even just some stores in general. Now, some, yeah, it is. You could literally walk in and say, hey, you want to put this? And they'll say, yeah, and they'll cut me a check and bam. Um, but some, it's not, you know, so, uh, but I'm always working to get it in places. Um, South Louisiana, I mean, of course, Rouse's has been really huge. Um, they have like 65 locations and it's from Lake Charles all the way to like Orange Beach, Alabama. So that's been good, um, you know, down in uh, even further on where my hometowns are, Canada's, uh, L&N, uh, there's Labrys and Moreo, Flirty Girl, who has a spot in the airport and um, another store in Metairie. Um, Carter's is who I just delivered to today all over to the Baton Rouge, well, Springfield, Denham Springs area. Uh, man, I could really go on. I, I know that I don't know how long your show is. I'm thankful because I've got a lot of stores now. Um, and I probably need to start like a thing on my website, which is where you can get it there too, is the Cajun ninja.com through okay. Butcha keys. Butcha keys is a store down in Homa. They were like one of the first ones to really start selling it. Um, uh, but through the Cajun ninja.com, people can go there and buy it. Um, but I probably on that website need to put like a store locator. Cause it's getting to be so much now that like people want to know where you can get it. I need to put something like that on there and they can just look and see if it's in their area. Well, that's good. But to know. I, yeah. I'm working though. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. I'll run down and grab some for sure. I want to try it out. Cause um, I'm getting to where, and that's another question I have for you. And then I have a lot of listeners abroad that, you know, I definitely, if, they, if they're interested, I know I have a lot of foodies out there. They'll probably hit your website up. Um, Okay. Were you at on, um, you're a man of martial arts. Were you at on healthy cooking and how that, you know, you, the, the, the way of the Cajun method sometimes is a lot of fat and a lot of salt, you know? And so were you at on any, do you have any like lighter dishes? Do you, does any, do everyone hit you up for that? You know, how do you do that? Yeah, I do get hit up for that. But often when I try to tell people is look, I, I'm, I'm just not that page. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I make food that is good to you, not necessarily good for you, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, I am one who does believe in healthy eating. Uh, there's actually a little little place uh, down where I'm from in Thibodeau called Healthy Cafe. And the, the young lady there makes amazing, like, healthy dishes. And so I try to eat there, you know, twice a week. It's right next to jiu-jitsu. So I'll, like, finish jiu-jitsu and go get food there because um, I do believe in balance. I like to eat the bad food. But occasionally I also mix in a, a healthy dish throughout the week, you know, whether like my snack is some apples, some grapes yeah. or something like that, or uh, if I eat some fish or a salad, but uh, I will knock out some uh, food that's probably not good for you. That's for sure. <laughs> I've gotten that way too, man. I was gung-ho for so long of eating so clean. Now it's about the balance, man. I just work out harder to get off the bad stuff, take it in a little bit, you know, leave the, and, and if you're cooking real food, you're cooking real food, man, leave the processed stuff in a box alone you know, and make something from scratch like you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, fresh is best, uh, you know, but obviously, you know, we all live a fast paced life. So I, I don't ever knock, you know, uh, pulling something off the shelf and making yeah. it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean that good, fresh, you know, chop, fresh chopped vegetables and all that, it does make a difference when it, when it comes to eating bad, you know? Um, but yeah, definitely balance and exercise. You know, that's that's important, man. You know, you got to move. Got to get moving. Yeah, I think the biggest fault is uh, a lot of people will blame it on the bad eating, but they're not doing the exercise. But it takes both. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a mix and match deal. Absolutely. Um, one more thing. Jambalaya, where you at on that? How do you make a jambalaya? Oh, so I have a couple videos of jambalaya. Um, okay. You know, like, I am my own way with it. You know, I, I, I use a coated cast iron pot. 
I like to brown down my meats first, kind of create that uh, that crust on the bottom of the pot, then add my vegetables and cook them down for a long time to where they get really brown. And then, uh, you know, from there, I, I actually, I use water. I don't necessarily use stock. Um, but the reason why is because I also throw in these beef bouillon cubes and they have a lot of sodium and they got great flavor. Um, but I will say this too, like, and I, I'm, I'm not afraid to say this out loud. I, I throw in the kitchen bouquet just to add a little color. But there are many people down in South Louisiana that'll give me a hard time about that. Oh no, you got to brown your onions. I'm like, look, <laughs> if you want to do that, then do that. But you typically need a lot of onion, and then also those people that brown a lot of onions, they usually add a stock, which adds more color too. Um, but that's where I go with that. Um, and then I finish mine in the oven, which I find okay. it's very unique. Yeah, I, 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 you got to use a pot that you can put in the oven. And uh, you know, once I get it boiling, I cover it. I throw it in the oven at 300 degrees for an hour with the rice and all in it. And it always comes out perfect. The flavors, they cook down. I mean, it's just really good. Check out my meaty jambalaya recipe. And the cool thing about it, it's a jambalaya for anyone in their home. You know, uh, you don't necessarily have to have the black cast iron pot that you take outside over a burner. You can cook this jambalaya in your home, finish in the oven, and you will be impressed. I'm telling you. I got to check that out because I did, the oven thing, that entices me. I want to I check that out. I'm definitely going to check that out. Well, look, man, it was good to have you on today. I appreciate your time. I love y'all's hustle as a family. And um, I'm going to keep watching you, everyone. If you, what's your, any, any last plugs, man? I know they can find you at the Cajun Ninja on, um, you're on every, every platform. Yeah, pretty much, man. I'm never one to say, oh, follow me here, follow me yeah. here. But if you if you Google the Cajun Ninja, you can find me. You know, uh, I've, I've been blessed to have the handle on pretty much every major social media outlet. That's the craziest thing. Now, when I say there was there was divine intervention here, that handle was available on all of them. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, you always had to add like a number or mm -hmm. something, you know. Uh, so I've, I've been very thankful for that. Um, you know, but yeah, if you Google it, you can find all my social media out outlets and, uh, and uh, I appreciate anybody who tunes in. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on and, um, everyone, please subscribe to the podcast.